0: Hey, you guys, we're excited to announce new merch. Go to stonerchickspodcast.com and check out the merch tab to see all of these new hats and mugs that we've got. The mugs say smoke your weed on one side and have a nice little leaf design, and they say Stoner Chicks Podcast on the other, and there's beanies that say S-Y-W, you know we know smoke your weed check it out there's all different colors it's gonna be a great time we just wanted to get cozy with you some of them have pom-poms they're gonna be really cozy very fashionable stonerchickspodcast.com merch and welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by stoner chicks. This is Grace Penzel.
1: This is Phoebe Richards. This
0: is Kayla Teal. And we're a mess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That really was a comedy of errors. I'm not sure how that many little things went wrong all at once. I don't know, (laughs) but we're happy to be here with
0: you today, as always. Always. And to dive in and be straightforward with it, this week is our fourth movie in the Stoner Movie Book Club summer series. We'll do a little a little song later, but for now, <laughs> I just have one question for y'all. What's your favorite fast food and more specifically, what are your top 3 fast food items ever from all any fast food? What Three fast food items. Would you cry if you could never have again? You know what I mean? I do. I'm ready. Okay, Phoebe.
1: My top three, I gotta say no particular order because this is hard, but is two items from McDonald's, one being the cheeseburger, the standard old cheeseburger from McDonald's, the other being soft serve, which I'll be honest, soft serve from pretty much anywhere is my favorite, but I love the McDonald's soft serve. It's very hard to get because their little machine is always broken. (laughs) Right. Right.
2: (laughs) Always. And
1: the last time I did successfully get it, when I ordered a small soft serve, the guy working said soft serve. And I was like, oh, are you out? And he was like, what's soft serve? And I was like, ice cream. And he goes, oh, we have that. And I was like, what? (laughs) You work there. Isn't everyone call it soft serve? So sorry. So those are my two, and then my third item, maybe a wild card, but it's the hot sauce from Taco Time.
2: The hot sauce from <laughs> Taco Time. Okay, that's your number one, or were these in no, no, it was particular no particular order? order. Oh, Taco Time's my favorite fast
1: food restaurant. It's a local chain here in the Seattle area, so I'm not sure if everyone knows it. And so I was trying to think of what item, and if there's just a single item that was gone
0: forever that would make me cry, it's the hot sauce. That's so funny. Oh, my God. I love that that's your favorite fast food restaurant. But the thing that you would say from there isn't food. I mean, I guess <laughs> it's a food. Technically, <laughs> it's edible, but on soft serve, I think it's just like not as common anymore. So like someone from Gen Z, like soft serve was much more of a thing pre 2000, like pre millennium. do don't But you he think? served it to me. No, I know. But like, They probably don't call it soft serve. I guess not. Anyway, I call it soft serve. Do you like, have you ever had hot fudge sundae, McDonald's hot fudge sundae? Yes. Very good. Very good. Wow. It's been a while. Not quite as good as a Baskin Robbins hot fudge sundae, but close. But their hot serve, I mean, hot serve, soft serve (laughs) is unbeatable. What would
1: the hot serve be? (laughs) I don't want to know.
0: (laughs) Hot serve is the burger's. Kayla, what
2: about you? Okay, I could really only think of two things I would be really sad to live without. So I really racked my brain for a third. Coming in third is a, a food I just discovered in the last year, which is Dave's Hot Chicken, which is a Whoa. hot chicken chain in LA. I think it's fast food. I haven't seen any drive throughs but it's like such good hot chicken. I love it.
0: It's quick service. They cover that on... Doughboys, it counts for sure. Okay,
2: cool. So number three is Dave's Hot Chickens. Dave's Hot. It's just Mm. so moist. It's like a hot buffalo chicken tender that it's just like obviously so well brined. It's like good quality. I'm pretty sure this is random, but I'm pretty sure one of the investors of this business is Drake.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh. I think I
2: knew that. I think I knew that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just... I love it. And I would be really sad if I could never have it again.
0: Okay. That's a strong third place.
2: Yeah. Number two is McDonald's French fries. Mm -hmm. I love them.
1: They're great. There you go.
2: Yeah. They
1: probably would have been my fourth or fifth.
2: Yeah. And number one, coming in hot, the McDonald's chicken nugget. Wow. That was hard to figure out which one was first and which one was second.
1: But Which dipping sauce do you get with it?
2: None because I think it tastes so good. I need to I need to taste it. Wow. This is huge news. This is huge. I know. Zach thinks I'm crazy for not using
0: sweet and sour. So when I was young, I was a ketchup as a dipping sauce kind of purist. So that was always my thing with the Nuggies. But then as I got older, I got more into honey mustard. And then recently I've come to When I order McDonald's chicken nuggets, I get one honey mustard and one sweet and sour, and I split it between them. Nice. But good. I mean, good pick. Phoebe, what are your feelings on the nugs? I used to get them a lot, but
1: they haven't really stood the test of time. Well, I feel sort of bad saying what I'm going to say. They haven't stood the test of time for me. And I just feel like I'm just reading so much about how they're not real chicken. I think it just got in my head that they're gross.
0: But then they changed it. But
1: it got in my head that they're
3: gross. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. For me, I think I love so many fast food things, so it was really hard to say. But I think mine are split pretty evenly. Of like, if any of these were lost, I would be, I would be sad. And that is from Dairy Queen, the Butterfinger Blizzard. Oh. Hmm. Dairy Queen has good ice cream and they can really load it in there with Butterfinger. A Butterfinger Sonic Blast is pretty good. But in terms of an ice cream treat, those those cool treats have to come from DQ for me. So one would be that. Can you combine it and make it a finger blast? (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) when i go to sonic i order a finger blast (laughs) and
2: they bring it out to you
0: on roller skates yeah that's um
1: (laughs) that's reality (laughs)
0: if you really want a finger blast you got to get it on roller skates (laughs) (laughs) kayla of anyone you should know oh yeah oh sorry i don't kiss and tell (laughs) grace fair enough fair enough and then the second one might be controversial, but it's been a favorite since I was a kid. And that is the humble filet fish sandwich from McDonald's. Bravo. Yeah. Thank you.
2: I've actually never had one. I shouldn't have said, but I still bravo it.
0: I think a lot of people would be creeped out. But in the long run, like I like the breading. I really like their tartar sauce. Agreed. It's simple. It's straight to the point. It scratches the McDonald's itch when I don't want a beef thing and I need like, like I want to like a sandwich, you know what I mean? So filet of fish, McDonald's filet of fish. And then the one that I would really be crushed if I could never have it again, it's fast, a New Mexico fast food chain called Blake's Burger, And those who know, know, but it's, It's a burger from Blake's, and it is a green chili cheeseburger, and mm. it's made with New Mexico hatch green chili, and it's like that real thin patty, charbroiled, kind of more like like Burger King does, and just fucking solid, really good. Mm. So that's what I would say. The Blake's Lotter Burger. Green chili cheeseburger. Of course, there's like a million other things. I mean, come on, the mozzarella sticks at Sonic, the Hershey's chocolate pie at Burger King. You just made me think of one. What is it? I think I would
2: even put it ahead of everything I just said. Oh my God. What is it? It's the crab and Swiss melt from Burger Master. What? Burger Master is a chain in Washington. I don't know where else. But it's like a drive up, drive up and get served at your window kind of a fast food place. And they yeah, they have a, a snow crab and Swiss melt on a bun. And they even have gluten-free buns at Burger Master that I can Whoa. eat. And
0: it's so good. Mm. Oh, my God. That sounds good. So as you have probably guessed from the title of this episode, which I'm sure will have something to do with Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, (laughs) we did indeed watch Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, Mm -hmm. thus spurring the fast food conversation. If you haven't already grabbed something to snack on, you might want to. We're going to continue talking about food for this week's edition of Stoner Movie Book Club Summer Series. And
1: this week, as we just said, we watched Harold and Kumar go to White Castle from 2004, directed by Danny Lehner. I, have for the last few of these, have been doing my own little synopsis off the top of my head, but I actually think the Wikipedia synopsis is quite nice, so I'm reading it. (laughs) <laughs> Nerdy accountant Harold, played by John Cho, and his irresistible friend Kumar, played by Cal Penn, get stoned watching television and find themselves utterly bewitched by a commercial for the White Castle. Convinced there must be one nearby, the two set out on a late night odyssey that takes them deep into New Jersey. Somehow the boys <laughs> manage to run afoul of rednecks, cops, and even a car stealing Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> before getting anywhere near their beloved sliders. <laughs> wow,
3: that's wow. a pretty
1: good one. But it was good. And yes, we watched this movie. I had weirdly only ever seen the Harold and Kumar, I think it's the Christmas one. It's That's how badly I remember it. That was in 3D. Yeah, <laughs>
0: What? I was talking to a coworker of mine who said that that was her and her husband's like favorite thing, but that like they did it was when 3D was like pretty new. So there's a lot of gags in the movie that are very specific to 3D.
1: Yes, it's very bad 3D. Here's my quick take. I had a great time overall watching Harold and Kumar, but like many of the movies we've watched recently, there was a lot of things that I was like, whoosh and very excited to talk to y'all about. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I had never seen this movie. Phoebe, had you seen this one before? No, sorry. I had not. Only the 3D one. So this was my first
0: viewing two days ago. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. So it was my first time too. And what I'll say off the bat is like having expected it to be a little rocky just based on the other movies we've seen so far for the summer series. It did not disappoint in rockiness. and (laughs) It was almost the worst for me in certain ways. However, it was such the stoner movie. And in a lot of parts, I had fun. So that's where I'm at with it. What about you, Kayla?
2: Uh, Ditto everything you all just said. I will say I think the characters of Harold and Kumar were probably the most endearing of all the movies we've seen so far that's what my most positive take and I thought the performances were good they were funny I I cared about like the fact that I cared about them achieving their goal of getting to White Castle is a testament to the movie but it had a strong opening when it opened I was like oh cool I'm in for like a fun time I think but yeah I mean we We could probably talk all night about the sexism and racist jokes that were in this movie. And I almost feel like, I feel like we were almost too easy on how high, because there was a lot of sexism and misogynist stuff in how high. And we, I feel like we talked about it more when we were done recording. But anyway, this movie is chock full of those things.
0: Yeah, really. I have a lot to say on its treatment of women. Things that I... Liked about it. There were just some funny moments. Like it really did feel true to that feeling of wanting to bust a mission with your friends and go and do something and coming up against obstacles and obstacles and obstacles. And I thought that that was very well done. There were some really great moments. Crazy things happen. I thought Neil Patrick Harris being a character in it was pretty fucking funny. (laughs) Yes. I also loved the cheetah scene. There's just a scene (laughs) where they ride a cheetah, they get hot and then they get high with the cheetah or they get high with the cheetah and then ride it. Yes,
2: they get high and then ride it. And they're smoking weed that they found in a police station that there was a montage of the weed bag. It's so big as like a a living sentient being and it's really funny i suspected maybe that weed was laced though because of the hallucination with the cheetah i was like maybe that was like laced weed that they were had sitting around at the at the station i really i think that sort of the
1: odyssey or journey story construct especially for a stoner movie is one of my favorites so which sort of what you both said that really made me enjoy it even though there was a lot of times where I was like, ee, there was, it, it kept going. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm still just on the ride. And I agree. I think they were such fun leads. And there were honestly, especially in the first hour, which I think speaks more to, I was smoking a lot of weed. So by the end I was getting tired, but I laughed out loud quite a few times. A really random call out that spoke to me very much of the time frame was the girl that Harold, Harold has a crush on this, hot girl in his building. And when he has a fantasy of talking to her, she's like, oh, I'm just going to sit on my couch and watch Blind Date all night. And that's a little call out to the original reality dating show. And I used to watch that every single
2: night. I think I've watched Blind Date. Yeah. And probably the biggest
1: laugh, I'm curious what you guys thought of this for me, was There's definitely some connotations in here, perhaps, that aren't great, but they're driving in a neighborhood and they're very nervous and they look out and they see two guys and they go, hey, those guys look just like us. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people jump out and just beat the shit out of those guys.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, it was like really good comedic timing. Yes, certainly. Oh, my gosh. And then when they see those guys in the convenience store and... The one guy does like the pterodact is like, "Ah!" and those guys are such shitheads. But
2: I did think, I don't know. Wait, are you talking about the bullies or the guys that live down the hall? The bullies. Okay. Yeah. The bullies were horrible and so racist, but like that's how they were, they were written to, for the leads to experience racism. And it
0: was. Well, so interestingly, the writers of this movie Wrote it because, but they had had a diverse group of friends in college when they were, I assume, all stoners. I think they're all Jewish guys. So the Jewish roommates in the movie, I think, are like sort of supposed to be off of them. Like the one roommate smoking out of a shofar, like in Don't Think Twice and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh oh, also great to see David Crum holds anyone into the Santa Claus. Okay. So, (laughs) yes, (laughs) but wait, who is he in the Santa Claus? Bernard the Elf. That was Bernard
2: the Elf. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Bernard the Elf was one of my sexual awakenings, maybe.
0: Whoa, I loved him. In this one, he's obsessed with kissing. (laughs) I didn't even notice it was him. Yeah, it was him. So so anyway, these guys had said that they're group of friends in college was really diverse and that wasn't being reflected in any movies. So they actually based Kumar off of one of their friends and they purposely wrote into the script scenes and dialogue that were explicit about their race so that the movie would not be whitewashed. At least that's what they said. That's Said, and I don't really know exactly how Cal Penn and John Cho feel about it, looking back on it or whatever, but it was a very popular movie and it continued to gain traction. They've done a lot of follow up stuff and it did show two Asian guys when not a lot of other movies were doing that. It's true. I did get
2: that sense that for 2004, this movie was progressive in many ways. The way that they talked about handled police brutality and the black guy sitting in the jail cell, like all of that stuff. I was like, the fact that they're calling out some of this stuff in society for 2004, I'm sure was very progressive. But Mm -hmm. again, it's been 20 years and it's hard. It's tough.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I will say like, okay, so obviously we're speaking as three white women. Always, that's like the, ba- the basis. Sometimes, the basis for of this. Sometimes four white women. Sometimes four white women. Steph's not. Steph's not here. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. I said that I would say your name, but um, <laughs> no. So we're coming into this as white women, but from my perspective, as I was watching it, knowing that it was written by white men, I kept thinking like. Ah, I don't know that you should be writing this dialogue. Well, that's it's the still thing. a little uncomfy that even though it's like two Asian guys ribbing each other for stereotypical things about those two cultures, it's like, okay, but those stereotypical things were coming from white people. So yeah, it was tough in a lot of places. I also know that they hyped this movie a lot. It was like a huge cross promotion with White Castle. Like there was like <laughs> merch with their faces on it. like they were giving away free burgers for people going to the movie. It was like very heavily looped into the premiere and everything, and really ended up being a cult hit. But John Cho and Cal Penn only each got paid, I think like seventy eight thousand dollars for it. So by the time, taxes and everything else were taken out they did not get paid much money at all to make this movie which is also kind of a bummer hopefully when
1: they came back for the sequels i did not look into this so i'm just saying hopefully they got a lot more money with the next two yeah absolutely
0: i don't know what i'll say just right now to tie off my feelings is that great comedic performances in this yes. movie yeah yeah I think we can all agree that these are some incredible comedic actors that we're dealing with, and they made it fun.
1: Yeah. And we're going to talk about weed and women, but first, we're going to get more high in a smoke break. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed their smoke break. We sure did. And Kayla ate some steak. I did. I had a steak placed before me. (laughs) And we are about to talk about women and weed in the film Harold and Kumar. But in case you all didn't notice, we don't have Stephanie here this week. She was in a tent and then the Internet didn't want to work in the tent anymore. So we are going to hear from her right now on both her opinions on Harold and Kumar, and perhaps a little bit about her fast food tastes.
3: Well, hello, hello, Stephanie here with my Harold and Kumar go to White Castle review for the summer series of Stoner Movie Book Club. I had seen this movie when it first came out almost 20 years ago, and I enjoyed it then. And so I haven't seen it until just now, or we watched it, I should say, and I still enjoyed the movie. I Probably not as much as I originally did. I, If I was to look at it through a stoner chick lens, I was pretty disappointed that there's literally no, I don't think not one woman smokes weed in this film. But I did like the jokes for the most part. I thought it, I mean, it gets a little weird when they ride a cheetah and then the hang gliding. It gets a little weird, but I still thought it was a fun romp. So, trying to keep my reviews around a minute, I'm going to give this a three bongs out of five bong rips for this movie. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. All right. It is Stephanie again here with my top three fast food items. Number one being Taco Bell's Gordita Crunch, the cheesy Gordita Crunch. And I want to add. If I'm feeling spicy, I do a Doritos Loco taco as the gordita crunch shell portion. Yes, that would be number one. Number two would be a Wendy's Frosty. I love a good little chocolate Frosty from Wendy's. Mm, And number three, number three, I think there's a chain in the Pacific Northwest called Taco Time. I don't know if any of our listeners are familiar but it's kind of a generic taco fast food restaurant. And they have like little tater tots they call Mexi fries. Actually, I don't think they call them Mexi fries anymore. But anyway, those aren't, but they have a crispy bean burrito and I love the crispy bean burrito. And that would be my other stoner fast food item. And I think that's three. Stephanie, signing off.
0: Oh, thank you, Stephanie. Miss you.
3: we miss you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So now that we have Stephanie's bong rating, we can talk about our feelings about what they do with women and weed and wrap up with our ratings, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. So we said we'd talk about it. So let's, how did we feel about weed in this movie?
0: I felt great about weed in this movie. (laughs) I thought that that was probably the largest, besides the comedic performances in and of themselves, the other largest redeeming factor of this movie for me was the way that they treated weed. I mean, from the very first scene where Fred Willard, once again, in charge of an Ivy League school in a stoner movie. Right, that was cracking um, me up. Did they do that on purpose? I don't know. But um, <laughs> so Fred Willard is interviewing him to go to Princeton or Harvard or whatever. And, and he literally takes a call in the middle of it and starts being like, Hey, are we going to smoke weed tonight to his best friend? It had such great buddy vibes. They get really baked. And it really reminded me of the old, old days for me before I lived in a legal state of being like, no, like, that was the last of our shit. Like like where are we going to get stuff now? And like going to a college campus to try to ask random people if they have weed and it was a great time for me. I I really enjoyed it. That was my take on the weed. What about you guys?
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed the weed usage in this film quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I realizing looking back, I was incredibly high while watching it because I was reading through the notes I made and literally most of them don't make sense to me anymore. <laughs> so I think that's a good sign that I was and I was laughing a lot. Like it was making me want to get really baked along with them.
2: That's a good sign
0: of a stoner movie.
2: What about you, Kayla? Yeah. I, like I said, I really loved the romantic want montage of him with a giant bag of weed that had arms and maybe legs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was just obvious a stoner wrote this movie, a stoner who smoked a lot of weed in college with their friends, and I can mm-hmm. very much relate to that. And yeah, it was super fun. It's as far as weed goes, but no women actually smoke weed, right? It's just there's two women that say they want to smoke weed, and then it never happens.
1: I am pretty sure you are right. As I just proclaimed, I did get really high, so I'm hoping I didn't miss it, but. I do not remember a single female, a single, <laughs> I've been trying not to say females this time, but there's no other way to say it. No, you, know you what I'm saying. say
2: woman. Woman.
1: <laughs> I don't think there was any women who smoked weed in it.
0: Okay. Yeah. And there were, I don't think, I think you're right. I think you're right too. And though women were treated terribly, I think one of my least favorite, you know me, I don't actually like shit jokes. My least favorite moments is they have a a poop off in the bathroom. (laughs) These two women.
1: The diarrhea twins is
0: what they call them. (laughs) They
1: call them the diarrhea
0: twins? (laughs) (laughs) And that is the longest scene with a woman in the entire movie. That's the most women that are are in the movie.
2: Yeah, two women that they were going to go fuck, but because they're human beings who poop, they didn't fuck these women. But instead, we had to watch them have a diarrhea battle and literally play battleship with their farts. Battleshit. Yeah, is what they call it. Do you think their battleshit
1: scene, it does last over three minutes. So does that pass the Bechdel Bechdel test? test? (laughs) Yeah, I think
2: it (laughs) does. Oh, shit, it does. (laughs) The men are still in the scene, but they're not talking about men or to men. They're not
0: talking, but.
2: Well, no, I mean, the women are not talking to any men or about any men, I don't think. Yeah.
0: So it does pass the Bechdel test in a very sad way. <laughs> I, it the, might be the only one though that you have yeah. to give it. The only other women in the movie are like a really bad stereotype of an Asian American college student who has a crush on John Cho's character on Harold, and then like oh yeah, and Bobby Lee is in the movie too. Bobby Lee's in
2: the the college scene.
0: Yeah. And then the weird wife who, oh my God, though, Christopher Maloney with the crazy boils on his skin. It was pretty wild. <laughs> that
2: was Christopher Maloney. I was like, I know this guy, but why? <laughs> I can't tell. He was so unrecognizable.
1: Yeah. It really, it really brought to mind his "What Hot American summer performance. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. But his wife is like, I wanna fuck. And that's like one of the only other women in the movie. So no, they didn't treat women well. There was a lot of weird race stuff throughout, mm-hmm. all written by white guys. So Yeah. And while she doesn't really
1: have an she doesn't have an actual character. So this character I'm about to speak of doesn't like tell the leads not to smoke weed, as is a trope in many of these movies. But the female like love interest is just a girl in his imagination who has no character other than being like the hot girl that he wants to get.
2: Yeah, he's never even spoken to her, really. Right?
1: But like she doesn't smoke weed. She's not cool. But like, come on. I'm not saying she doesn't smoke weed. We don't know. I just mean like why not just make her a cool stoner chick? At the least. Yeah. <laughs> At the that's least. My take. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess any last thoughts in bong rating? I think we've said. Most of my thoughts in this moment. I'm going to give it 3.5 because I did really laugh a lot and have a good time, but I
2: did not enjoy the diarrhea twins. <laughs> I'm going to give it a four out of five bong ribs. But did I give how high? Four?
0: No, you gave how high? 3.5.
2: All right, this might be my first four. Wow, I think that I like this one the most so far.
0: Oh, yeah. do we Are we saying where it ranks in our summer series? Yeah, sure. Oh, I don't know. For me, I it was a fun romp, and I'm really glad to have finally seen it. I think it's an excellent example of a stoner movie, but it really bummed me out at a lot of points, the content and the treatment of women. I'm going to put it slightly under how high for me at 3.5 bong rips all right great what did you say phoebe what was your score
1: i give it three five i don't remember because i'm a stoner everything exactly i've given the others but i would put it just above how high and under big lebowski for myself fair enough fair enough and i can't wait to find out what steph
0: had to say yeah and in two or so weeks we'll be watching grandma's boy yeah, which I've also never seen, so that's that'll be something else. I have not seen it
2: since high school. I remember watching it in high school.
0: So keep watching our
2: summer series. And now it's trivia time. What?
1: dun da dun, dun, dun Okay, in all things trivia, you two will be competing against each other. And Uh to go along with the theme of the episode, this is a fast food chain trivia game. (gasps) So it's multiple choice, I guess. As in, there are three possible answers. It is either going to be McDonald's, (laughs) Wendy's, or Burger King. Okay. Okay. Those are the three we're working with. It's going to be a point for every correct answer. Grace, you're up first. Which chain of, I won't say it every time, but which chain of McDonald's, Wendy's, or Burger King was the first fast food restaurant to install a salad bar? Wendy's.
0: Ding, ding, ding.
1: Correct. Oh, nice. So, yes, the first salad bar was put in in 1979. It was called the Super Bar, and it also had the Mexican Fiesta and the Pasta Pasta, which is where you could get, like, Italian food. <laughs> and at the Pasta Pasta, you get Italian food. They had two different kinds of pasta and two different sauces.
0: This was all in a Wendy's? This
1: was all in the Wendy's Super Bar, is what it was called. Whoa. There was also Mexican Fiesta, which is where you could get, you know, taco shells and taco filling. And then there Whoa. was vanilla and chocolate pudding.
3: Wow. Nice as
1: the dessert. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, Kayla. Which chain had its very first location in Columbus,
2: Ohio? Oh, dear. McDonald's. Wrong. Oh, no. It was also Wendy's. Dang it. Grace, what a dirty girl. trick. What a yeah. dirty <laughs> trick. <laughs> Grace,
1: which chain had its first location open in 1940? McDonald's.
0: Correct. All right. Kayla. I feel like Kayla and I, it's instead of me against Kayla, it's Kayla and I against you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See if you can somehow beat me. (laughs) Okay, here we go, Kayla. In Norway, an 18-year-old got matching tattoos on each of his arm because a friend dared him to Of his meal receipt from which
2: chain? (laughs) I don't know this story, but I'm going to say Burger King. Wrong. It was McDonald's. What a
1: dirty, dirty, (laughs) Wait, what happened? I didn't really phrase that very well. But in Norway, an 18-year-old got, like, matching, so it's the same tattoo on each arm. It's just (laughs) his McDonald's receipt from a random dinner.
2: (laughs) Oh. Because his friends dared him? Yeah. So he did it twice? Yeah. (laughs) Wild. You know. That's totally crazy, man. I respect, like, honoring the dare.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That seems like a really dumb one, but sure. I feel like that could, like, rule you out from having sex for the rest of your life. You know what I mean?
1: Hmm. Would a McDonald's receipt tattoo
0: stop me from fucking someone? It would. It would be highly questionable for me.
2: Well, I wouldn't yeah. like, I, I, it does make me question their judgment, which, yeah. Okay. Hey, Grace, which mm-hmm. chain
1: partnered with Alf and made a toy puppet that had four outfits you could dress him in, including Chef Elf and Rockstar Elf?
0: This feels like something that wouldn't have been McDonald's. And I don't know enough about... Like, Burger King always had, like, the Nickelodeon and more offbeat things, so Burger King is my answer.
1: Correct. Nice. Grace with three, Kayla with zero. Oh, damn it. Kayla, you are up next. Which chain had a short-lived burger called the Hula Burger? It was invented by Ray Kroc as a meatless alternative for Catholics on Lent. It consisted of a grilled piece of pineapple with a slice of cheese in a bun.
2: Well, I do know that the filet of fish was partially created for Catholics on Lent. So I'm going to say McDonald's. Correct! Yay! Nice,
1: nice. <laughs> Context it, clues. It lasted less than a year. So that's three for Phoebe and four for us. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> fine just kidding just kidding <laughs>
1: whoever's going next which <laughs> no 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 just kidding, it's, it's great it's me which chain had a commercial mascot in the mid 80s named herb <laughs> <laughs> he was a hapless bald man who wore glasses and an oversized suit he appeared on mtv and wrestlemania before being phased out
0: Okay. MTV doesn't feel Wendy's to me. And as we have established, McDonald's is too Catholic. So I'm going to go Burger King once again. Correct. Using that brain to do well in fast food trivia. Yeah,
1: Now it's five to three. Wow. (laughs) No, it's four to one. Oh.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, Phoebe. I'm Kayla. Sorry. Yes.
1: Which chain has a secret menu that includes an item called frings? They are half French fries, half onion rings.
2: Oh shit. I know one of these places, don't they randomly throw an onion rings in your fries? Oh no, who is it? Is it Burger King? Correct! Yay! Good job, Kayla.
1: I'm proud of you. Thank you. Wow, six to three. Okay. Grace, which chain introduced a left handed burger in 1998? What? Quote, as they (laughs) said, the condiments have been rotated 180 degrees to accommodate left hand dominant consumers.
2: You know, you can just rotate the burger 180 degrees, right? Yeah, what?
0: (laughs) Okay this is crazy. So I think I want to say not McDonald's or Burger King because of the way they wrap their burgers. It would almost make sense to me that like, if it was so specific about the way the condiments are placed in the burger, and I'm not as familiar with the way that Wendy's burgers are wrapped. So I'm going to say Wendy's.
1: Wrong. It was Burger King and it was an April Fool's joke. Uh, but that doesn't. <laughs> but they really did announce it, and and thousands of people tried ordering it. Okay,
0: but they didn't <laughs> actually do it.
1: Well, it's it's an impossibility in a circle. You rotate it, like it's just the same thing.
2: Yeah, well, I was thinking the same thing as you, Grace. Like that must be specially wrapped.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was on the menu.
0: That's okay. That's okay. I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you.
1: <laughs> Six. To okay. Four. Well. <laughs> every time it gets me okay well here's the final question which chain banned a five-year-old sarah michelle geller aka bucky the vampire slayer from entering any of their stores what?
0: Is this do, a do, me? do we
2: know a reason why not in the question is this um a me question yes All right. Well, let's see. I feel like, what could you do to get banned from a chain of food? I would assume something in the play place. (laughs) Why else would a little girl be banned? Oh, no! She's an actress. Was she a famous actress at the time? Famous? No. She was a child actress. She was five. Oh my God! What? That's what. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say McDonald's. Correct. Good job,
1: Kayla. What did she do? Yeah,
0: what happened?
1: She was in a commercial for... Well, actually, before I answer that, there's a two-part, second part to this question. It was going to be a tiebreaker, but Grace is, Well, here, this is what we'll do. Kayla, if you get this, it's a tie. Oh, whoa! Chaos. Which chain had cast her in a commercial that led to a lawsuit where she had to testify and led to her being banned from McDonald's.
2: You just told me the answer. Now, McDonald
1: did I read that confusingly? McDonald's was the answer you gave from where she was banned. Yeah. I'm asking. And
2: another chain gave her a lawsuit? No.
1: Which chain cast her in a commercial that led to oh, a oh. lawsuit and McDonald's <laughs> banning her from okay. the store? <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry.
0: Uh, Burger King. Correct. Hey, look, you guys tied, and you both Wait, won. Why? Why would they ban her from McDonald's because she was in a Burger King commercial? Because
2: they were rivals, and she violated a contract she signed with McDonald's.
1: She didn't violate a contract. It was a commercial. They the lawsuit was against Burger King, and it was because in the commercial they had five year old Sarah Michelle Geller saying that their burger was way bigger than Wendy's or McDonald's, and so it was some kind of lawsuit about you can't liability. So they sued Burger King, who had to pull the commercial. Sarah Michelle Gellar had to testify. And as part of it, for whatever reason, McDonald's banned her from ever entering a McDonald's.
0: (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) For because of libel.
1: Yeah. And for the quote I found of hers was, I missed out on a lot of birthday parties when I was a kid.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> and that's so fucked because if an ordinary person was born banned from McDonald's it's not like they would have a picture of this five-year-old kid up in every McDonald's but because it's a famous child yeah
2: oh man that's it's so pretty sad. funny
0: well you funny. two
1: even though those rules didn't make perfect sense because Kayla got to go an extra time you two tied
2: yay but we yeah. also beat you and we beat Phoebe <laughs> <laughs> Because we got more right than wrong.
1: Okay. Well, if that's how you're going to be, I want to end this episode. Kayla, take us out.
0: Next time she makes a quiz that is so hard. Hey, Phoebe, I thought you would be happy that I opened up the competition for you, too. Well,
1: you It was a gift of friendship. Well, thank you. Well, uh, the gift I am sending you that hopefully we can post somewhere for people is photos of many of the Things I just told you about, like little five year old Sarah Michelle Geller and Herb, the mascot.
2: Herb. Cute. Well, that'll probably end up on our Instagram. You can follow us there at Stoner Chicks Podcast. You can write us an email at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com, in which you could maybe put a high thought and Stephanie might read Ooh, it on the podcast. Maybe. You can go to our official website, stonerchickspodcast.com. That is where you will find a link to our merch. All of these links. Live in our Link Tree, which is not a Link Tree. What is it? <laughs> it's a different brand. Our offsite. It's our off-brand Link Tree. Doesn't I matter that the link in our Instagram bio is a link to <laughs> everything, right?
3: Yeah, I just can't remember yeah. what it's
2: called. Jesus, I don't know. A pea pod, a pea patch. <laughs> okay, you can leave us reviews on Apple Podcast and at Spotify. The better reviews we get, the more people randomly find our podcast in the algorithm. So by you leaving us a review, that will help this community of awesome stoners grow. Uh, Speaking of community, on patreon.com slash stonerchicks, you can, for as little as $3 a month, become kind of a patron of the podcast. And in return, you will get bonus episodes. You can smoke weed with us on Zoom once a month, which we love doing. That's at the $6 level. At the $20 level, you get to watch videos of our smoke breaks. We'll send you merch and uh, cute things in the mail. And you eventually get a t-shirt of the stoner chick t-shirt as well, which I'm wearing right now. It's gorge and very soft. And then you can find us on TikTok at Broads And You can write us a good old-fashioned handwritten letter like the olden times at P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. Hey, Grace, what do stoner chicks always say? Could I get a finger blast with extra finger?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Smoke (laughs) your weed. weed. Bye.